Welcome to the introduction episode of this mini-series on Towards Evidence-Based Arms Control and Disarmament, part of the GCSP's 25th Anniversary Special Podcast Series. I'm your host, Ashley Mueller. This mini-series, originally prepared for Geneva Peace Week, was made in partnership with the Interparliamentary Union and the Small Arms Survey. In this mini-series, Episode 1 will provide an overview of arms control and disarmament and data for arms control and disarmament verification with Marc Finot, Head of Arms Proliferation at the GCSP. In Episode 2, Laurence Marzal, Program Officer at the Interparliamentary Union, will discuss the role of parliaments in arms control and disarmament. In Episode 3, we will speak with Matthias Novak, a researcher at Small Arms Survey, and he will provide an overview of small arms and light weapons. Episode 4 will feature Honorable Rafael Shegani, a member of parliament in Tanzania. He will discuss parliamentary work in arms control and disarmament affairs and good practices in parliament. In episode 5, we will speak with Anne Severin Fab. She is a data expert at the Small Arms Survey and will provide an overview on SDG 16, or Sustainable Development Goal 16, targets and indicators. Episode 6, our bonus episode. We have the pleasure to speak with Senator Mary Lou McFedrin with the Senate of Canada as she discusses parliamentary work in arms control disarmament affairs and good practices in parliament. Our world is severely impacted by the coronavirus pandemic. In this context, emotions, fake news, and post-truth gained traction. This is why it is important for policymakers to resort to the best available evidence to make the right policy decisions. This also applies to the field of arms control and disarmament. Evidence can be scientific research, but also statistical data, citizens' voices, and evaluation evidence. Policy includes legislation, but also oversight, resource allocation, regulations, and strategies. All of these are of the utmost importance to design an arms control and disarmament policy followed by effective action and positive outcomes for people and for strengthening confidence in compliance with international obligations. To ensure that the use of evidence is embedded in a business-as-usual routine, several components need to be in place. First, good quality, well-designed and robust research evidence transparency, and easy access to the data. A rationalized agenda, shifting from emotion-based to evidence-informed decisions for action. For these steps to materialize, researchers and policymakers need to cooperate and make the most out of what they can provide. Examples can include data on illicit arms trafficking to reach the SDG 16 targets, multi-stakeholder approaches to biological risk, work on the verification of nuclear disarmament, and research on potential new chemical weapons, etc. Our experts will now address how this requirement for evidence is relevant to various arms control and disarmament frameworks regarding both weapons of mass destruction, biological, nuclear, and chemical, as well as conventional weapons. Follow along on this mini-series and join these experts in our studio.